Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Expeditors Podcast, where we look at the logistics and freight forwarding industry through the lens of a global logistics provider. I'm your host, Chris Parker, and today we're shining a spotlight on the incredible contributions of our veterans to the civilian workforce just in time for Veterans Day. We'll explore the opportunities they bring to the industry and showcase their unique skills and experiences. To talk more about today's topic is Director of Opportunity Knox, Lenora Turner, and the lead of the Opportunity Knox Veterans Program, Ted Lucas. Lenora, Ted, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Chris. Hey, Chris. Thank you for having me today. Well, it is a pleasure to have the both of you here. Uh, before we get started, I mentioned Opportunity Knox. Some people here may not know what that is. Uh, Lenora, let's start with you. What is Opportunity Knox? And then Ted, after Lenora, I want to hear what the Opportunity Knox Veterans Program is and, and what both of you do for this program. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Again, thank you for this focus. I love that we're doing this. Opportunity Knox is our internal company name for a couple of of focuses we have to make sure we're helping provide opportunity both to veterans and to youth Mm -hmm. and young people. I can tell you that it was really our veterans who started the Veteran Focus back in 2015. It came under the umbrella because it just Mm -hmm. made sense. And I have learned so much from our veterans because they were the ones, again, to just start with a smart focus of recruiting veterans, which is intelligent for any company to be doing. Well, Chris, once again, I'm Ted. And I am a veteran, so uh, thank you for uh, talking about uh, this topic near such a great uh, holiday as Veterans Day. So I have the opportunity to uh, lead a team of dedicated individuals who are supporting veterans both at our company and outside our company. And our Opportunity Knox Veterans Program is built on three tenets. The first is recruit and hire Mm -hmm. veterans. And we do that by marketing our company to transitioning service members. We promote our value proposition uh, for hiring veterans. Why is it a great thing to hire a veteran? And then we support our hiring managers through their recruiting process. The second is help our veterans as they transition from military life to civilian life. And we do this by offering direction and support to the transitioning service members. We foster leadership and career development opportunities for them. And then we just provide networking support for them as they're going through their process. And then the last pillar of our program is we recognize a service to our nation. And this is done at our local branch level. And they do that by engaging and supporting the veteran community there. We also create opportunities to acknowledge our service members contribution to um, our great nation. And and given the program's eight-year history now, what kind of growth has has it seen? Well, that's a great great question, and it goes in ebbs Mm -hmm. and flows. Currently, we're sort of in a a low-tide cycle, right? Uh, And over the past years, we've recruited a lot of veterans who have come to the company and done great things in our various uh, Mm -hmm. products. Mm -hmm. You'll find that um, it's intelligent to have actual veterans, you're pretty much driving right. your program, partnering and doing as much of the efforts as possible. And sometimes it's a piece of their job. I have learned so much from Ted and the other members because, uh, you know, Ted probably won't get the chance to say too much about his background, but we got to have him share a bit. He's got more than a 30 year history yeah. in the Navy. He worked at the Pentagon shortly before working for us. To be honest, Ted's made me a better person. I wasn't a bad person before we started. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> Thankfully, but 
But I can say I'm just so yeah. impressed with the qualities he brings. Um, his humility has always amazed me. Uh, the transition isn't always the easiest thing to do, especially when you've had such an amazing mm-hmm. career. And there's so many different types of roles they may have had. But again, I've learned a ton from his experience. I think he's learned from mine and ours. Uh, so again, having veterans be a piece of your own veteran outreach if you're not doing it already, I'm telling you, you need to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that's a great point, Lenora. I had a very wonderful uh, military career of 30 plus years. My family packed up and moved every time Uncle Sam gave me a new set of orders. Mm-hmm. So families serve. And, you know, the companies who in- not only engage the veteran, but engage with the veteran's family right. are very successful yeah. in recruiting and hiring veterans. And we have actually increased our focus over the last several years to uh, veteran spouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thanks to Ted and our other veterans helping us really become more aware of that. And because we have offices in so many places, it does help that we can possibly transition if somebody does move. Um, so things to keep in mind. But again, you're going to learn a lot from your veterans on how to do an intelligent outreach to that community when you're looking to hire talent. Yeah, I think, you know, Chris, just to throw a number out there. Yeah, please. You know, the number of veterans transitioning every year range from 200K to 250K. So if you're not looking at this talent pool, I think you're missing out, right? Uh, because there's lots of uh, benefits from hiring a veteran. Companies that are missing out on this large pool of qualified candidates who bring a real diverse perspective to uh their workforce, plus their unique skill set. So why hire veterans? While each veteran has a different experience and skill set, there are many skills and attributes that veterans share that makes hiring them a wise business decision. They're accustomed to completing rigorous training programs, right? So many are fast learners and follow instructions and are adaptable. Veterans are typically confident in their ability to learn new skills so they're comfortable in taking on new challenges. Mm-hmm. And one is the leadership that veterans bring to the table. I mean, think about it. A lot of veterans became leaders in their early 20s, ahead of many of their peers yeah. uh, in corporate America. Right. So many have been responsible for and managing and training direct reports. So we've learned to delegate and give clear instructions and provide actionable feedback. And also veterans have trained to lead by example. Mm-hmm. So what a great role model for company to hire. And then of course we have a wide variety of operational knowledge, veterans and service members coming from officer and more senior enlisted ranks have strong operational skills. Uh, we can manage the operational process from the planning stages to reviewing and reporting on performance with customers. We have done many an after-action review. So one of the benefits of hiring a veteran is that we are able to use our research, preparedness, implementation, and analytical skills to spearhead company projects. And given when I think of military service or just the military in general, um, it is a lot of logistics needed in order to to execute successfully. There's that know-how that may not be the direct analog to how we do things in the, in the civilian world or in the commercial sense, but knowing how to execute quickly and precisely seems like very 
um, innate for, for veterans. I can tell you that when I've talked with some of our veterans that we have hired mm-hmm. and learned about their experience, sometimes I've literally sat there and thought, you've done what? <laughs> In the sense of how much they've accomplished, right. how fast they had to make leaps and decisions and take on broader teams and, the, and different things. And I went, Wow. <laughs> to make the shift. Um, mm-hmm. And they're starting in some cases, a little more entry level, some cases, mid-level or sure. high level, depending on their backgrounds. But I think it's really easy to make assumptions. Like you, some, if somebody says, hey, I need somebody who's good at tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what the heck do you actually mean? The tech <laughs> industry is huge, right? right. So if you want to say um, uh, hiring a veteran, you you may have in your mind a very, very narrow perspective of what they have accomplished or what their roles mm-hmm. were and the job skills they have. So it's really good not to make assumptions because if you actually take interest and ask questions, you're going to be very impressed. And the teamwork obviously is another incredible um, ability they've got. I don't know a company who doesn't want someone who's a team player. Yeah, and I guess with that with that kind of skill set, uh, I wanted to ask, how can veterans use their skills and experiences to solve real world problems in the supply chain industry or any industry that they're seeking to start a career in? Well, let me uh, first say, um, Lenora, what you just said um, hit the nail on the head. Every service Mm -hmm. has a specific uh, logistics field, the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guardsmen, Space Guardians, they all have logistics field. But we're taught from an operational perspective, I have to worry about, okay, I'm in the field, I'm working hard. I have to know my supply chain so I can get Mm -hmm. that replacement part that I might need out on the front line. So everyone has a little bit of logistics background and we know how to operationalize a process. I'll just give one example. The Army teaches a seven-step problem-solving process that we veterans can uh, use to help our teams make strategic decisions, right? So it -hmm. walks people through the entire process from information gathering and determining what the problem is to deciding what the potential solutions are and, and then acting and making that final decision. So what company wouldn't want someone who's already trained in looking at a problem from the complete process you know, I think that's what a large company would want. And do you think the stakes are higher with those kinds of operations versus, you know, a, you know, a startup working on some kind of app that helps me find the right sweater for my dog versus, you know, like, versus Maybe, you know, supplies and equipment <laughs> right? versus, you know, moving supplies and equipment to supply bases and, and you know, installations around the world. Like, I, I feel like there's just higher stakes and therefore a need to do things with a lot higher uh, you know, integrity and intention and precision? Well, uh, I would think along those lines, you m- we might turn that into the word goal-oriented, right? Mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. veterans are accustomed to being responsible for achieving their goals and objectives, right? We got to right. uh, complete the mission, right? So we're going to help our subordinates or the people who work with us to do the same. Mm-hmm. And so we're committed to following those policies and procedures to uh, help our units. So we're going to do the same thing for whatever company hires us. And the process right. of setting goals and developing strategies to accomplish them is integral to being effective in any job, right? Whether uh, military or civilian. Yeah, and another term you can relate that right to in the business realm is proactive customer service. Again, who mm. doesn't want that? Someone who's thinking ahead, what's <laughs> the 
what's the need going to be? You're anticipating ahead of time and trying to meet it before it's a crisis. I remember a story from another one of our veterans um, that was talking about, you know, crisis they were dealing with, not in 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 a military sense, but crisis at the office, meaning a customer was upset. There's something they needed. Something was going wrong with a particular shipment and how um, the stress level of that individual versus the stress level of some of the other team members was quite different because <laughs> of the things that in this case he had been through. It just didn't hit him the same. He'd been through crises that are at a whole different level. And so, right. yes, this mattered. Yes, they were going to take care of it very quickly and be as proactive and, and uh, in a, some ways reactive because it was already a problem. But the stress sure. level was different. He wasn't near as stressed because it just didn't match what he'd been through in some of the military situations. So that capacity to manage stress, to work under stress is another thing you're going to gain. And I guess that's what I meant more about was, you know, when I'm talking about higher stakes here is like it's a stressful environment that needs flawless execution. And that can be applied in the civilian sense with, you know, again, an app that finds a sweater for my dog. <laughs> it's which it we be, like those stressful apps, things can yeah. happen, which yeah, <laughs> but stressful things can happen there. And to have someone who's handled something far more stressful and can keep a cool head in those situations. I mean, yeah, you're right. Who wouldn't want that? And I think when I hear proactive customer service, I feel like that just adds to a better, greater customer experience. As I well. think, you know, Chris, every night I'm able to go home sleep in my own bed, get a warm meal and no one's shooting at me. So I think that's, you know, that's great. You know, <laughs> service members yeah. must work calmly and carefully in high stress, yeah. fast paced situations. You know, right, we right. often develop healthy coping mechanisms such as meditating, setting small goals and exercising. Mm-hmm. The stressors of most corporate jobs, such as tight deadlines, quick decisions and difficult colleagues are less likely to feel overwhelming to us veterans. That's a Tuesday morning. Okay. (laughs) It's another, it's another Monday. Yeah. Yeah, And Ted, your job was largely what? Uh, I know it. I'm asking for the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Lenora, what I did for the United States Navy and um, other services when we did joint operations was leading a team of very uh, high performing individuals in the bomb squad. So people would call us uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places throughout the world to render safe an improvised explosive device that may be the terrorists that place there or a bomb that was dropped that didn't go off. So that's what I did in the Navy. And I was very fortunate enough to lead our national treasure of young people in this military profession. Holy cow. EOD specialist, yeah. That's really cool. Uh, Lenora, you touched on it very lightly. I wanted to hear something a little bit more specific, but I was wondering if I could hear some examples of veterans making significant contributions to the supply chain industry or or just, you know, stories of success that you've heard uh, that you could share right now. Well, I know that one of our own employees, although he's actually moved on from this particular role, but he ran our project cargo. Mm -hmm. We were moving very large, very awkward, very unique things. It may be moving a factory. It may be moving a a very huge piece of equipment, um, very, very expensive, very critical to the company who's having it moved. Um, We've worked in projects to help set up the roof of a stadium um, with the Olympics. And so when you have projects like that, that are incredibly critical and you have one of our veterans leading it, he knew and the team learned and knew how to connect to the right people in the right places, have an extreme Mm -hmm. detailed process to make sure things happen exactly how they're supposed to happen. And very expensive equipment is taken care of 
to perfection. So that's one example of our own team. One of the individuals I met at one of the job fairs we went to at JBLM in the Northwest, sometimes you're talking to somebody and you're like, again, you didn't what? I just feel privileged <laughs> talking to you right now. Just the the depth of experience, the depth of knowledge in so many different countries, experiences, types of jobs. I thought, you can't make it up. You can't. How do you get that? In some cases, you know, it would be difficult to gain the broad set of skills that hasn't done some of these different roles in so many places with so many demands on them would gather and have now as as part of their tool belt. And again, mm-hmm. I've just continued to grow in understanding. Again, I'm not a veteran. Now, my father was a veteran. My father served in the Korean mm-hmm. War. He was a crew chief for Saber Jets and uh, I think it's a 335th Air Force. And he served uh, in McAlley during the Korean War. Mm-hmm. But he didn't talk a lot about it. So I have learned so much of what I really know about the value and the really skill set of that a veterans bring into the workforce outside of the military from our own veterans. Right. Chris, if you look at our company, you can see veterans throughout the company in different positions. You know, we were just had a veteran who was selected. He was a district manager and he was just selected to be a regional vice president for our Southwest region of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Bass. You have mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. veterans who have started at the agent level or now product managers. So if you just took a look at expediters across the board, you could probably see a veteran at every level within the company. And a company like expediters who has a a strong, well-defined company culture, Mm -hmm. the teams have set values and behaviors and goals. The best way to strengthen your company is uh, company culture is to hire people whose values, goals, and actions are aligned. And that's a veteran. For example, Mm -hmm. if you have a company that values teamwork, leadership, loyalty, problem solving, respect, and strategic thinking, bringing veterans on board will be a force multiplier for your company's missions and values. So then that, that speaks to the benefits that's of bringing one, that's veterans one of into the your benefits. <laughs> that's one of them. That speaks to one of the benefits of bringing <laughs> veterans into your workplace. How can companies make a workplace more inclusive uh, and welcoming for veterans? Uh, if you got that strong uh, company culture, you have to talk to them about your company culture. By mm. talking about it, that veteran can understand that, hey, that company really values us. And uh, there's been a couple of, of examples where I have been to hiring fairs to uh, try to bring this talented workforce on board, uh, expediters, mm-hmm. and talking with them, they understand our program is all about the veterans, right? You know, because mm-hmm. everything my team does, and I'm very lucky to have some great people on my team uh, for the Opportunity Knox Veterans Program. Everything we do is about uh, those three uh, program tenants that we talked about, hiring veterans, supporting them through their transition, and recognizing service. If you want to start up a program at your company, figure out what your program tenants are, and they can be very similar to the ones we have. and Get the team to do everything to support those program tenants and only that. And I think you'll be able to bring veterans on board. Yeah, it sounds like it needs to be very, very intentional. Don't, it's not just a name for a program, just right. to you know, bring in a right. you know, it, new talent pool. This is You have to be really, really structured and, and really think about it. And I can add a few thoughts, too, is 
Make sure you on purpose, proactively put your opportunities in front of veteran and veteran spouse audiences. Um, And like Ted said, if you've got your company culture, it should be on your website. It's on ours, but you should make sure you're talking about it because that veteran Mm -hmm. wants to be on a team. That veteran is looking for also purpose. They have their very purposeful work when they're in their um, uniform. Are you good at sharing the purpose of what your business does? Make sure you're communicating those things, um, helping people be connected to each other. Um, be curious, be grateful, ask questions. Don't make the assumption that like IT means one thing or veteran means one thing. <laughs> ask some questions. Right. Um, I think everyone looks for, wants to have common ground. I belong here. I fit here as well. Conversations help that. So you should mm-hmm. on purpose be talking about the things you know are attractive to any, actually any talent, but certainly for your veteran talent that you know is looking for team and purpose, why their work matters, um, and has opportunity, hopefully, for growth within your company. Yeah, know how to define the culture and then have conversations. I Ted. think many of the leading companies in this space that hire and grow veteran talent point to the necessity of having support from the executive level, right? We got great support from our executive level. A veteran hiring initiative will require resources, commitment, Mm -hmm. time, and energy to be successful. And with buy-in from the highest levels in your organization, you can conduct research, create a unique program uh, based on your company's culture, form alliances like uh, Lenora talked about with hiring our heroes or the USO or everything, and build visibility as a veteran-friendly company. If you got that support, you're going to be successful. But without it, many of the initiatives may fall short of meeting objectives or phase out because interest and enthusiasm just become hard to sustain. So you need that buy-in from the top. And we're fortunate enough to have that both from our leadership and the great leadership we have uh, from Lenora in this program. And not to say that there's only there's, there's one set way to, to create a program here, but when you do hire those veterans on, is there any kind of support that you think that they would appreciate the most? And what does that support look like? When you hire a veteran, If you can connect them with a veteran mentor in your company, that's great. But if you, if there's not a veteran in your company that can be a mentor, pick someone who knows the culture and uh, can relate to people who served. I mean, for example, I think Lenore and I have a great working relationship Mm -hmm. uh, because her dad served and she Mm -hmm. knows that service to our nation is a calling. She can relate to me in, in a way that I don't think other leaders can. She can relate to me. She gives clear communications to me so I can go out and do my job, right. which is hire veterans, help them through their transition and recognize service to the nation. And I tend to be a big believer that you don't have to have mass amounts of structure if you have a good culture, if you have some Mm -hmm. ways of doing things. Again, it's about relationship. It's about conversations. It's about the simple things, not the conversations, boy, some people could think, yeah, I'm not going to be talking a lot. So it's not like it has to be a bunch (laughs) of words, but are you connecting? Are you actually curious? It's honestly a bunch of simple, basic things. We have very clear tenants. So you can execute that um, how you want to in your local office. Part of what our process has been is helping educate our own uh, members already of what the fit is for that veteran talent. Some already Mm -hmm. knew that. Other times, Ted has really been a great leader in helping educate, hey, let's talk about this. Why are veterans a good fit? 
we've done this internally. It's really wonderful to have this opportunity to do this external podcast, but we've been working on this inside. So it's not just check the box, go to a veteran recruiting program. The people that are right. going there understand, I want to recruit from this base because I have some understanding of why this is smart. The military is a values-driven culture, right? So servicemen and women are instilled with the values of loyalty, service, duty, and honor, just to name a few, right? So when they transition, they are seeking a commitment to values in their employers, right? When I talk to veterans, they often tell me that they look to work for a company that has a set of values that they can ascribe to. So the topic of values can serve as an opportunity for companies seeking to be veteran friendly. Make it clear what your values are, how you live and act upon those values, and how the veteran's job will promote and support those values. And if you do all that, even if the work is less glamorous, that can be very attractive to veterans because they understand there's a greater purpose. If you were to be a, you know, I mean, you are a veteran with the opportunity to speak to other veterans out there who are interested in, in a career either in, in ours, you know, in, in freight forwarding, global logistics, international trade, uh, what advice would you give them? That's a great uh, question. And I think, you know, one of the things I would tell them that, hey, you have a skill set that is transferable across all contexts and tasks. I mean, because the first casualty of any war is the plan, right? So in the military, troops learn to make do with what they have and whatever they have, right? So military mm -hmm. members are trained to deal with situations when the plan goes awry and in response, military personnel will reorientate themselves and continue on with the mission based on the evolving situation. I think that is one of the biggest skills that a veteran yeah. brings to the table. And if they can communicate that in an interview, they will be very successful on finding employment opportunities. I mean, look at me, the guy who took apart bombs, right? There's not a large calling for that in the civilian world. <laughs> and we're but glad. I know how to plan <laughs> and I know how to uh, execute. So I think that's one of the reasons why expediters, uh, you know, hired me. I was able to communicate that to the hiring manager and, you know, found a position at Expeditors. When I've been at the hiring fairs and as I've gotten to know more veterans and, and ask more questions myself and look for try understanding in their transition, obviously they're leaving the work that they have done, the team that they've already worked with. They may be comfortable there. They've gone through a lot of changes, but they may, you know, every time we go through a different change, you shift to a new comfort zone eventually. It's that same process, although it may be a bigger leap because you're going completely away from the military and it can seem more scary than you want to admit. Sure. Know that you're going to be uncomfortable. It's OK to say, I don't know how to do this. Uh, other things were different, but also know that you do belong. You mm -hmm. do belong in that company. You belong with that new team. Um, sometimes people have the mentality too much of they don't understand me because they weren't where I was. They didn't have the same experiences. Uh, there's some real truth there, but sure. there's so much common ground. So you want to help the veteran go, hey, look for the common ground. Mm -hmm. Look for that team work. Look for that team that you want to fit with. Look for the mission. Maybe you're going to be better than some companies at helping point out their own mission. Their yeah. value to the communities that they're bringing. You can help be a voice to strengthen that culture within that company. All those different things that Ted already mentioned. So I want the veteran to know you've got more than you think. 
to offer to that business. Mm -hmm. And the qualities that you have, I can tell you every company wants them. They want yeah. that teamwork. They want that leadership. They want the adaptability. They want the uh, proactive customer service. You're loaded with those things. You have to grab a hold of that. And then you have to be willing to to kind of um, read enough job descriptions to kind of relate to how does my words and the way I did it in my world fit to what this business world is talking about. That's a process. It can be stressful, but it's worth it because you're going to find that your skills match way more things than you think, but it's going to take a little bit of time. And again, a new comfort zone is at first very uncomfortable. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And welcome to human. So reach mm -hmm. out to each other, reach out to your old buddies, to new buddies mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. and, and know that you do belong. I think the world is a chaotic place and the business world is a chaotic place. It is. <laughs> yeah. Many <laughs> veterans, you know, pride themselves on the ability to thrive in chaos. And there's right. research that backs that up, right? Right, right. So military experience positively correlates to the ability to evaluate an evolving situation or environment and act effect effectively in the face of uncertainty. Businesses are constantly changing and evolving. So they should be looking for future employees who can work efficiently and effectively in these kinds of environments. And guess what? Us veterans, we can do that because we yeah. pride ourselves on thriving in chaos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my last question here about, you know, uh, support for veterans in the workplace it revolves around something that you touched on, Ted, where you, know, you were saying you'll find mentors within your organization who have who are veterans and that that can, you know, uh, support, you know, these uh, these new hires. Is there any other support that you could see that veterans can provide to others who are transitioning to civilian life or you know into new careers? Yeah, I think, you know, um, other veterans can be honest to people transitioning out of uh, the military. Mm -hmm. You may or may not get that high paying job that people told you, you know, every company's going to give you when you get out of the service. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to be truthful and honest to people who are currently walking through that transition process. I always tell veterans, if you find a company that you like, find an entry level position, do the best you can in there, a company will recognize that and quickly promote you up the chain of command. Right, the right I company think, will, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about it a little bit earlier that a veteran has a family unit. They've served well, they've served together. Mm -hmm. So I think if, uh, if a company has like a veterans affinity group or a veterans organization, uh, like we have, and they reach out to family members and talk to family members, you bring that veteran on board a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, we've over the past uh, few months, we've hired some military spouses because they've heard about us at job fairs after talking with their husbands. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just been uh, a great fit. You know, if you have a strong program, like an opportunity Knox veterans program at your company, you have veterans who are willing to uh, talk to people transitioning out of the service and saying, hey, there are going to be some tough times, but you will be successful because you have X, Y, and Z skills. Your leadership of that company is supportive of a veteran because like, hey, there's some days where I have to go to my VA appointment and it may take a long time to get a VA appointment and that company knows that and they support that and they're behind me 110% like our company is. I can go do that and come back to work. Uh, no questions are asked, you know. So I think, you know, strong leadership, a good set of program tenants, a good uh, company culture, 
will make your veterans uh, program successful. And there are some really good external organizations. I think most veterans are aware of their maybe their local TAP program, Transition Assistance Program. Right. Definitely get involved with that. Some of that's required, but dive into it. Um, be willing to ask questions. Uh, don't expect yourself to know how to transition the verbiage of what you did into something else. Uh, it takes some time. Really reach out. Reach out. I know it's so easy for us to think I'm somehow supposed to know better. I'm so I grew up with that word. You should know better, Lenora. Eventually, I realized <laughs> I don't know better in a lot of areas. Yeah. So I've had to learn. And and same thing. There are there's a hiring our heroes. Ted mentioned earlier. Um, what was another one you said? Well, Lenora, there's lots of veteran service organizations out there, or VSOs. There's the uh, USO. Yeah. We uh, work on our pillar number two, you know, helping veterans through their transitions. We work with Hiring Our Heroes, which is backed by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce for our going to hiring fairs and stuff like that. And then there's lots of local ones. For example, near and dear to my heart are two, the EOD Warrior Foundation, which I'm an ambassador mm -hmm. uh, for, which we take care of our EOD uh, families then there's Boulder Crest up there in the Blue Mountains of West Virginia yeah. that helps veterans make good decisions based on their situations. And so there's just a lot out there. And some of them have a certain purpose. Like here in Houston, Texas, we have the Combined Arms Organization that basically brings everything a veteran needs underneath one roof. So I can go talk to someone about finding a job. I can go talk to someone about a mental health program, or I can go talk to someone about how to start an exercise program or talk to someone about starting a small business. So there's a bunch of them out there and they're all good. Find one and go talking to that organization. I can tell you that um, this is true of all humans, well beyond veterans. Too many people don't reach out and just ask for help. And they mm -hmm. somehow think we're supposed to already know, we're supposed to do this and nobody knows we're shaken by it. Everyone is shaken by different things. And so transitions are a big deal. And so Ted introduced me to Boulder Crest Foundation. That's for those who uh, veterans and first responders that may deal with a post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. um, I learned recently of Scott Mann and the generosity of scars. That's a TEDx. Oh, my gosh. Watch mm -hmm. it. How mm -hmm. he learned how the, the incredible hurtful things in his past when he struggled with transition has helped as he's been willing to open up and talk about him. How many times it's helping other people with their invisible wounds or with their uh, stresses with transition or things that may have happened. And it goes well beyond the needs veterans have. Every human would benefit from from having this understanding because we've mm -hmm. all are dealing with with sometimes crazy things in life and sometimes crazy things in the world. And um, I have learned much from my veteran friends. And these resources are out there, but you have to be willing to say, hey, I'm human. I need a uh, a buddy as well to walk through with me or talk with me uh, as I go through this. This week is National Buddy Check Week, where they're asking veterans to reach out to 10 or more of their buddies to just check on their well-being and stuff like that. I and I'd that. like to carry it further. Yeah, I think, cool. you know, mm -hmm. every person we meet on a daily basis is battling something. And we mm -hmm. have to take that on board and treat them with kindness and respect that they deserve, Right. You know, it's very easy to look at someone and say, oh, my goodness, you know, their shoes aren't polished. Their hair's not combed. <laughs> oh, man, they, they're terrible. That's not the case. Right. No. They're just fighting a battle that you and I know nothing about. So we have to help them through their battle. Veterans, you know, face different battles. Every veteran 
values their service to the nation differently. Mm-hmm. And so some veterans may not look at their time on service as a good thing. I look at it as one of the best things of my life. And if they took old guys, I go right back into the service, right? <laughs> um, that's how much I loved my time in service. And yeah. I love my buddies who I served with. Yeah, so yeah. we just have to make sure we remember to have a successful program, hire veterans, help them through their transitions and recognize service to the nation. You need leadership buy-in, resources, time, and you need a commitment to it. And if you're doing all that, you're going to have a successful program and you're going to help many veterans through their transition. Because what people don't understand is transitioning from the military to civilian life is a process. Right. It takes time. I got to study what what am I going to do? You know, I got to network. All things that might be new to a veteran. So I'm looking, I'm looking for a company that has a strong program that right. can help me ease the stresses of transition and find employment. Awesome. Well, uh, Ted, Lenora, thank you so much for, for talking through this topic. Veterans Day is rolling around at, at, on November 11th. So um, I hope everyone listening here will, will think about the men and women who've served uh, our country then. And Ted, thank you for your 30 plus years of service to this country. It's Absolutely. really cool. And I, and I always love hearing you know, the stories that you bring um, around your background and, and what you do. And um, and for this topic too, this is, I hope that this is something that when people listen to, they can start, you know, get those programs rolling and to understand the the veteran experience, the transition experience, and, and how to provide those, those opportunities because there is a lot of value truly in our veterans. Thank you very much, uh, Chris, for making this topic and elevating on your list of things to talk about. Because I know there's many things you could talk about, but I thank you very much for choosing veterans and what veterans can bring to a workforce as a <laughs> My topic. Pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you to every veteran listening. Thank you for your service. We absolutely do value it. Thank you to the companies that are doing the efforts, and we know many more will. We hope this is a piece of that. And thanks again, Chris. Thank you, Expediters, for supporting this. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've got questions or want to learn more about today's topic, check out the show notes for more information. And before you go, make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you're using so you won't miss the next episode. To learn more about Expediters, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or simply visit us at expediters.com. Take care, and I'll see you next time.